Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sit Down with Sid podcast, episode number two. Today, we have a very special guest all the way from New Delhi, India. Um, our guest has over 40 years of experience in pharmaceutical and healthcare industry. He's currently working as a director with Akimar Life Sciences, which is dedicated to marketing of orphan drugs. He's a passionate motivation speaker and human resource developer on soft skills. Besides that, he has also co-authored a book, Stress a Challenge, Let Us Enjoy It, with four, with four words by His Holiness, the Nama. Without any further ado, let's welcome Mr. Atul Gandotra. Sir, how is it going? Thank you for coming to the podcast. Thank you so much, Seth. Thank you very much. It's, it's very nice talking to you. And I am sure that perhaps I'll be able to do a good job of myself answering your questions. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. I, I mean, your, I have gone over your resume, your experience, and it's just mind-boggling, you know. And uh, I'm really honored to have someone of your caliber come to this channel and spread your wisdom and knowledge to the people who are watching this podcast. Um, so that being said, I just want to go, I just want to ask, um, like, about your family background, you know, so people, are, people know where you're from, um, you know, where you went to college, and so forth. Uh, Siddharth, it's like this. I belong to the uh, now Union Territory, Jammu and Kashmir of India. Okay. I am, we are three brothers and we are born to very well-educated, disciplined, dedicated parents. My father was a geologist by education, but he served Indian Armed Forces. While my mother, our mother was an educationist and she was in teaching in the Union Territory of Jammu and Kashmir. As regards we brothers are concerned, I have one younger brother. Incidentally, he settled in U.S. and an elder brother who is in uh, Noida, which is part of NCR Delhi region. I am in Delhi now for the last almost a decade. As regards my education is concerned, my initiation of, uh, you know, as a student in education started from a remote village in Jammu and Kashmir, where my mother started her professional career as a teacher. But within two, three years of my education there, that is fourth standard, I traveled with my grandfather, my maternal grandfather who had come to see us. Uh, to meet us, to meet his daughter and his uh, grandchildren, I just came along with him, clung with him and came to Delhi. And I did my schooling in Delhi. What about, but, if, I, if I read it correctly, uh, you have your master's degree in botany with specialization yeah, in... Yeah, I come uh, to that. Because I have no. been shutting, you know, between Jammu and okay. Delhi. So after my formal schooling... I was, uh, I was quite young when I did my complete my schooling, 15 years and three months. So I was denied admission in college in Delhi because higher studies, because the bar was 16 years. Oh, okay. So, uh, so therefore, I migrated to back to my hometown, Jammu, because there was no such barrier. And therefore, I started my graduation there and went on doing my master's in botany with honors in cytogenetics, study of cell and genes that is way back in 1976 oh wow 
and after doing my masters i actually because we are from jnk and uh, most of the people they love to be in armed forces so after my masters i took a chance of being into indian air force and i went to a place known as dehradun which is in uh, india in delhi near delhi for my interview i was selected recommended rather for medical but in medical i failed because i had a problem of hyperhidrosis excessive sweating from hands and feet and that okay. was a, a point of rejection you know so i was bit dejected anyway but then that is life so i could not uh, fulfill my dream of being in armed forces typical of what we people in jammu and all that we love it you know so then i thought that let me study little more because uh, i always had a passion to have lots of degrees with me you know because my mother was mother, mother was educationist and we were in the habit of reading books in the night when all five of us will sleep each one of us will have a book on our chest and we sleep so we were very passionate for books so therefore i joined you know in delhi i in delhi university i joined a, a diploma in russian degree in russian language in the morning hours and the evening i joined law from delhi university and oh, daytime wow. i was just studying that's all so that took me around two years and by that time i reached final of my law i started applying for jobs and i applied for a pharmaceutical company two pharmaceutical companies one is johnson and johnson, johnson. from uh, yeah your place and another was indian company wokhart okay so wokhart invited me first for the training so i ended up joining wokhart as a medical rep that is at grassroots level and i joined the wokhart at my hometown as a headquarter jammu so i have a question so i know yeah. you were involved in so many things mm. like how did you transition into the pharma industry as you said you got a job with wokhart uh like what was the story and the drive behind it that you knew you know what yeah yeah, yeah. see when this is I what i want to do when i was studying in delhi so my uncles they had opened a chemist shop a retail pharmacy gotcha and there all these smart guys would come and representing various companies that was an era when more of uh, multinationals from us and uh, german europe and the uk they were operational in india there were not many indian companies so the guys would come they will be highly very well dressed with necktie and beautiful clothes and they will have a very good communication the they the way they will talk to the people and all it was mesmerizing so having lost my dream of getting into armed forces i was infatuated actually that was there in my back of my mind that i want to be smart i want to be uh, good at communication and therefore i that was second option you know which struck my mind and that's how i applied for pharma industry and i got a job so so how do you possess so my question is like i see you have a great drive to do things and when you put your mind to something you do it where do you get that from in your family that's my question no my family when i say my family i told you that i got influenced by my uncles because they had a chemist shop and i would go to the chemist shop that pharmacy i'll go and these guys okay. will come so i was also a small boy that time i'll try to interact with them in whatever language i had known 
and they would be very charming you know guys very very magnetic and uh, you know <laughs> so so that i got influenced that is how you know my family was indirectly you know responsible for my getting influenced to get into pharma industry although when i started my career my mother was very very unhappy because she knew that uh, she that uh, you can be only a graduate and still get into this job why okay. the hell i carried on my further studies so i committed to my mother that i assure you that i'll fulfill your aspirations and dreams that you have from me and that is how you know when i started this job in bokar i right. worked like anybody's business you know very effective very hard working and highly result oriented so i became a name in my state that's that's pretty impressive that's pretty yeah. impressive uh so i know everyone has role models in life right so um i'm sure you must have but if i was to ask you who is your number one role model who will that be and why see my number one role model is our former late president dr apj abdul kalam from a very humble beginning humble background with hardly anybody to support he worked very hard he remained focused on his objectives and uh, he is known as a missile man of india and he rose to the highest office of such a big country the largest democracy in the world and he remained uh, glued to the ground very very glued to the ground very simple and he would be happy with anybody and everybody any time and every time so no hang ups absolutely no stiff neckness very simple guy so very humble guy and very supportive so he is my role model absolute role model yeah okay uh now going to your professional life um yeah. currently you are a director at akmr life sciences um yeah. which is responsible for uh marketing orphan, orphan drugs could you yeah. could you elaborate a little bit more of that because uh i mean the concept is too catchy and it kind of draws me and i'm sure people in to hear mm. your like feedback or input on this uh, project yes yeah see uh, akamar life sciences is a startup we it took off only in february 2009 2020 that's last year itself okay and uh, we are four directors of the company i am one of the directors and uh, one of my directors is a doctor medical doctor so we were discussing that uh, we want to get into our own pharma marketing so what do we do so i thought that because incidentally india is a generic market right so for every molecule there are hundreds of brands there is a crowded market and uh, therefore uh, it's only the price of product and perhaps maybe some other kind of you know interest they help the company to sell whatever they can so we thought of that there is a small segment segment of diseases which are very rare and segment of medicines drugs which are available for those uh, diseases but nobody markets those because it does not make the whole preposition commercially viable to a big organization because of their on you know lots of uh, other expenses gotcha so there is a need there is a demand but there is no supply there is a gap in demand and supply and there is not even a single company in india or perhaps anywhere 
which is dedicated only to orphan drugs. So this was a great opportunity that we will do small business, but we'll do quality business. We'll deliver what is required, maybe even for a handful, because every life matters. So there yeah, are people true. who suffer from these orphan diseases. They are known as orphan disease only because there's a disease, but there's nobody to look after them. So it's an orphan disease. There's a drug, but nobody is there to market them. That's an orphan. So therefore, the word orphan attached to drug and the disease. So we so, thought so, of it and uh, because I worked in pharma industry for more than four decades. So we have very good, you know, network with medical professionals. Network, when I say good relationship, good association within India and outside India, including, of course, uh, US and uh, Africa and parts of Europe. Because I worked all those places. And so we have good association with medical fraternity. So I discussed with uh, many of my friends amongst medical professionals. And they were quite happy that uh, Gandhotra, yes, you're thinking very right. Because sometimes we, have, we know that there's a drug, but it's not available. And our patients, they poor fellows, they die. Because most of these orphan diseases are life-threatening diseases. So that is how we decided that we'll go for marketing only of domestic marketing to begin with of orphan drugs, we'll do small volumes, but because we do not have any overheads. So we'll be able to make it a viable preposition with smaller business. And if we have large number of products, then even the volumes will go up, you know, volume of business will go up. And even if the margins of uh, profit are very vapor thin, we are not bothered at all because too many vapors, when you keep together, they become thick, you know, like sedimentation, sedimentary right. rocks. Right, right, right. So that's how we went into, we started off Akamar Life Sciences into orphan medicine. So if I understand correctly, so you want to start in India and then expand it to other countries such as Africa? Of course, of, of, course, of course, of course. It's a very challenging task because it's very difficult to get the API. API is, you know, the pharmaceutical ingredient. Okay. Active pharmaceutical ingredient or drug, very difficult to get because not many companies manufacture that. On top of it, when you get API, it's very difficult to get a manufacturer for finished product because the quantities that you get asked for are very small. So very big awesome. challenge. And on top of it, you want the best quality, international best quality, so that you, know, you are giving what is you know uh, required by the patient. So it's a challenge, but then, okay, we are born to accept challenges only. And I'm sure you're driven to make this into a successful venture down the line. Uh, hopefully, yes. We came out with first product in uh, August last year. But then we, Corona has taken a very heavy toll because of Corona. You know, patients from all other diseases, they suffered like anybody's business. That's medical true. professionals stopped seeing the patients and all that. So uh, we, we were not able to get that kind of, you know, takeoff that we were looking at. So now we are waiting for the situation to be a little better because the numbers are going down. Corona patients numbers are going down in India and uh, patients have other, other diseases. They started visiting doctors. So hopefully another five, six months down the line, we'll be able to, you know, click with our first product. And then we have another four or five products in pipeline. I personally feel that the cause of your company is very enriching and something that a lot of people uh, businesses and consumers will be willing to support you know it's so, a high social bias you know highly uh, we have a high social bias uh, because what we are looking at is not uh, 
somehow making money, but we are looking at a little money as a reward for our work for the work. mankind. That's all. Beyond that, nothing. Yes. So, so I I read that back in June of 2020, uh, Akimar Life Sciences came up with a product known as Vidi Mask, right? Which is a protective ocular respirator developed in Israel. Do you want to touch base on that for a few minutes? Uh, see, we had, uh, because of this corona, what happened? Because as I shared with you that we were our pharmaceutical business that did not take off the way we wanted. There was an initial takeoff and then it stopped. So we thought that we must do something during this corona period also. So we laid hands on a company from Israel with this mask and uh, we tied up with them for distribution in India. Uh, but somehow what has happened is that, see, mask has become a very generic kind of a product once again. Mandatory there was a time of. when we, we will hardly make masks and today we are exporting masks as a country. Because yeah. everybody and anybody is making an N95 mask is become the most common. So now we are less into very mask, but we are more into uh, N95 mask made in India, approved by US FDA also. And okay. we are doing that in Indian hospitals right now. Indian hospitals. So we are more into N95 mask and uh, not that very mask because that was little expensive preposition and okay. medical fatality, you know, would not spend um, that. Somehow, I must say that medical fraternity is miser when it comes to spend their money for their own safety. But they are, they are not at all miser when it comes to treat the patient with uh, any, any kind of expenses the patient may have to incur. So, therefore, we, had, we were left with no choice but to carry on with our uh, work on N95 masks, for which we are doing fairly well. We have tied up with few big private sector hospitals in India. And we are supplying them as per the orders and all that. But again, that is this is not our uh, real business that we are in. This was purely because we already have some expenses as a company. Correct. We have an office. We took the licenses. We have an office. We have to maintain that. We have uh, definitely, you know, reckoning expenses. So therefore, to and on top of it, there is again, there was a sudden spurt in the demand for uh, sanitizers and masks. So therefore... Because we are in industry, so we thought that let us get into, but that is not our business at all. Our business shall remain focused only on into orphan drugs. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's great to know. That's great to know. That's a great cause, actually. Uh, yeah. So I know uh, you have worked in top companies going back from 1990 till date. Uh, my question is, of all the executive jobs, experience that you had which one would you considered as the best in terms of learning and personal growth and development and why yeah yeah i i it's a very 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 important question a very nice question you know see i loved i loved myself to be at the uh see on the seat of profit center head okay that is the head of the company wherein you got to be very well versed with different facets of business, including production, quality control, finance, human source development, marketing, selling, all those aspects, you know. And then you have to set objectives. It's not that somebody gives objectives and you have to achieve that. You have to set objectives. 
as per that you have to you know uh, identify the all kind of manpower in various facets of this business that i have shared with you so your learning curve goes up you know it is perpendicular at 90 degree it goes straight it zooms on top of it you are unstable to yourself so you are putting a challenge to yourself i think there is nothing uh, better than putting a challenge to yourself and working to achieve that then because you own that completely there is a ownership 100% ownership so i love to be at the hands of total business which i did with wokart abert and cadilla and of course yeah. morpen four companies yes i was profit center head with them i enjoyed that on top of it by virtue of that position and the kind of uh, work that you have you have to meet lot of important people from whom you can learn a lot you have to travel uh, various countries and you learn the basic you know nonces of business in various cultures various geographies and all that and uh, so therefore you learn a lot and that is what i loved a lot i liked a lot i was passionate i remain passionate like that now also that's that's so inspiring for people like us to see you kind of you know cheering us on and uh, with your enthusiasm um uh, i also want to touch base on another topic uh you had your own business so after being in the corporate world uh, yeah. you went ahead with your own business venture i think back in 2001 if uh, if i 2003 2003 late 2003 2003 Okay so yeah. the reason i want to touch base on that is because my next question after this is kind of tied in so so do you mm-hmm. want to tell us like what was the venture the outcome just brief uh, you know f- few sentences sure. you know and then i want to yeah. ask you a question that will kind of tie in see in 2003 late 2003 i set up my own company pharmaceutical company that was a company with the reach across the country india so it was a, a national player big company i started that and uh, again it was uh, in partnership because uh, it required lots of money and all that so i didn't have that much of it to invest into so i had partners and we started off it took off very nice in fact uh, there was lot written about my company in uh, indian uh, media including business uh, media and all that and uh, there was lot of you know appreciation but somehow you know within uh, 11 months of uh, initial initial uh, uh, rather functioning of the company uh, my partners thought that perhaps uh, because i was the, the i was the hands of affairs being a chairman and of course having that kind of background of working with some of the top notch corporates from grassroots level till the profit center head so they were feeling little uncomfortable so they wanted to you know separate so once they express i said okay because if they have spoken to me about separation and they want to take over the company it might be they might be mulling it in their mind for a very long time so once they have opened up there's no point in you know talking to them and uh, counseling them and all that so i said okay so give up the business uh, i give up so i came out of the company and unfortunately these guys were not able to take care of the company because uh, they did not have that kind of you know experience expertise and experience so they drowned the whole business and uh, in the process i lost all whatever i had earned in my life uh, i lost that so i came on the it was just like you know 
an aircraft uh, losing connection with the ATC and uh, you find it crashed. So I crashed. That's all. So I crashed and uh, that is how, you know, uh, I thought, no, what do I do? So I went into one of my friends is a uh, former president of Indian Medical Association, Dr. Vinay Agarwal. So he wanted to start a big hospital. So he had told me that, Atul, why don't you join me? So I joined him and that is how we set up a big hospital and I became a man from pharmaceutical to healthcare. So that's what it is. So I had to struggle a lot. Uh, but then struggle is part of life. Uh, if there is no struggle, the life is uh, no good. It becomes sedentary. It becomes yeah. sedate. It, is, it, it, it does not uh, help you to... There's no thrust to move forward in life. You cannot excavate your innate potential, you know, unless there's a challenge, you know, there's a crisis. So crisis made me little much stronger, you know, much better off. And a man of, complete man of healthcare industry, including pharmaceuticals. So, I mean, it must be very tough on you, I mean, to build yourself with so much hard work over the years and then to yeah, lose it, was it very all. Tough. It was definitely very tough because uh, I had my children who were uh, in school and they had always seen their father moving up, 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 up and up and suddenly there's a crash. I had to sell off everything that I owned, you know, my home, my all possessions I had to set up, sell off. And I was absolutely on the road with uh, so much so that many times I'll walk 10, 20 kilometers for an interview also. So, but then, the, okay, that's life. Uh, you have not come to this planet with any commerce, uh, commercials in your pocket. And you will not go with that. So whatever I had earned, I had earned from here applying my mind. So I, I thought that what I have lost is only, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, these uh, physical assets, but not my mental abilities. So I'll use my mental abilities. So during this, that phase of this high distress, I wrote a book on stress, which you just mentioned in my introduction. And I approached Holiness Dalai Lama out of blues and he was kind enough to give his foreword. So I became an author. Imagine if but for the fall, I would not have written a book. So I'm lucky. So, so if I understand correctly, correct me if I'm yeah. wrong in saying this. So you kind of took that authorship as a, as a reliever to kind of, as a stress reliever, kind of, you know, as a tool to excel and pick up yourself back again in life. You just Absolutely. kind of correct, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just want to bring up a couple of things from the book. So your book is named as Stress a Challenge, Let Us Enjoy It. Uh, yeah. There was something that I read in this book, which I want to share. Um, mm. And I would ask for your input on that. You had mentioned stress is a catalyst, a stimulus, mm. and an opportunity for innovation and progress. I mean, I get goosebumps yeah. just by saying this. It's, it's, it's really awesome. Uh, what do you... What do you say to people, I mean, in this highly competitive, stressful environment all across the globe, like, how do you tell people, how do they cope up with stress? Yes, very, very, very appropriate question for not only present time, but even the past time also, because right from the beginning, you know, uh, I, uh, I heard people are under heavy stress and all that. Then what happened is that I tried to excavate the meaning of stress from various dictionaries and all that. Earlier used to have dictionaries, there was no Google and all that. So I came across a dictionary of my mother. Uh, and in that, the word stress 
was defined in Hindi language as Shakti. This means and power, Shakti, right? Very powerful, positive word. Okay. And I found that then I started mulling over it. That if it is Shakti, then uh, how can I, uh, you know, give certain examples to somebody if I talk about it as Shakti? Then I realized that if there was no stress of distance, the wheel would not have been there. To cover distance faster, there was a stress. How can I go so far up? So somebody used that stress as a catalyst and invented wheel. Very interesting. Right. Very interesting. So then I found that but for stress, the Stone Age man would not have become modern man because everything that we had done as of now in terms of any kind of innovation, invention, discovery and all that, including all technology of modern day, it is all an offshoot of stress. A stressor coming from stress and some people who are very positive minded, they take it as a challenge and they convert that stress into an opportunity and create, you know, like today me and you are talking over Zoom. Right. I am sitting in New Delhi. You are in US. Who could have thought of it? But then there was a need felt, innate need felt by people. Okay, how can we talk to each other when we are so far off? So Marconi came. How can we see each other when we talk off? So all these Zoom and face uh, time and uh, God knows so many things have come. How can we talk to our people when they are very far off? So telephone came. So, uh, if, uh, see, in India, we use a lot of air conditioners because it's a tropical country, very hot. So there was a stress of heat and some people developed air conditioners. So you cannot think of even one product or one service which is not an offshoot of stress taken as a challenge by some people who never had an attitude of giving up. They had an attitude of never say die attitude. I will do that. We will convert this challenge into opportunity. So stress is, an, uh, is a trigger. So therefore, they, I have defined stress as distress and eustress. Distress is when you cave in. See, like I give another example. We talk about blood pressure. Right. Imagine if there is no blood pressure, the heart will not be able to throw blood in the head against gravitational pull. So nature has given pressure. Right? Yes. That pressure causes stress on the inner lines of veins. This is known as total peripheral resistance into cardiac output is hypertension, uh, is blood pressure. But when the blood pressure goes up, it is bad. goes very high hypertension. Like suddenly there's a volcano is burst and people are not getting any time to run away and all that. There's a problem. Or perhaps right. maybe the right now the jungle fires in California. They have uh, gone beyond the control of man as of as on date. So, okay, then it is a hypertension or distress. But then if still people are fighting there, no, they have not given up. So they are used stressed, positively charged out of stress. So that is my definition, understanding of stress. To me, stress is absolutely essential to survive and to progress. That's a, that's a great uh, outlook you have uh, towards stress. The reason I brought this up also was, as you know, what's going on with this global pandemic since last year, um, mm -hmm. 
people suffering with depression, highly stressed, you know, losing jobs, uh, uh, tight finances and everything. Uh, yeah. Like, like, I mean, what's, as you mentioned, your message, stress is a catalyst, right? So like, mm-hmm. how do you help these people overcome the negative thought? Like, like, what is it that can change the frequency of the mindset, right? How do you change stress to you stress, right? Or distress, correct? So, so mm-hmm. what, is, what is your message to people who are in a tough situation today? People who are listening to this podcast and are going through things in life that yeah. is hard for them to cope with. What is, what is that positive speech you want to give to them related to stress? I would not be able to give any speech, but I will say only one thing that every day is followed by night, but every night is also followed by day. That's beautiful. Very well said. If sun rises, sun sets, sun rises also. Right. So we have to be hopeful. Those who will give up, they will perish. Those who will not, you know, even in disease, even in COVID patients or Patients who are very severely ill because I'm from healthcare. It has been found that people who have a desire and will to survive, they survive against all odds. And those who do not have, despite of the best facilities, they go. So this is a night, it will go, sun will rise, my give up. That's 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 beautiful. Very, very well said. That's very inspiring. I am I have suffered in the last one and a half year, as I shared with you. I started off my company, Akamar Life Sciences. I yet to make money, but I spent lots of money, whatever I had. I am not a pensioner. I am a private man from private sector. I don't get any pension, monthly pension or any social security we don't have in India. I am surviving. I am happy. Very simple as that. So as long as you are able to meet your basic needs of food and shelter, at least you should be thankful to the God that you are better than so many. When you look at that, that you are better than so many, that should be a trigger for you to carry on your battle and fight. And you will definitely come up. And once again, you will be like that sun, which glows to its glory in the mid-afternoon. That's impressive. Wow. I love it. I really love it. Thank you. Thank you so I mean much. It. I, whatever I'm saying, say it. I mean it. I live my life like that. I am not talking anything because I want to be goody-goody and all that so that people feel very happy about it. I live my life exactly like that. So I have no issues. Absolute no problem. Depression? Why depression? What for? You had that pandemic 100 years back also. We have a history that talks about it. Imagine the people who survived. There are many who survived. You see the Holocaust of Second World War where uh, Hitler had done what? People survived out of it. Right. Right. They survived. And they survived and they thrived. So, uh, I also know that you are a passionate motivational speaker. I mean, your passion yeah. flows through your conversations. It's, it's clearly, it's very obvious, you know, in a good way. And you are a human resource developer on soft skills. Uh, yeah. Could you elaborate to people who are watching these who do not understand uh, technical words like that in a simple manner? Like when you say human resource developer on soft skills, what is it? What are soft skills? 
etc right 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 see uh, whatever we do when i say we we are talking about human beings any organization any society any country any city this is all formed of human beings so human being human remains the most man remains the most important resource for all these entities right so right. man is supreme in whatever man is doing right and incidentally each one of us have same number of neurons same shape and same functioning of neurons in our head it's all a question of how you utilize those neurons and that is where the thought process psychological attributes they come in to play a role we call it as attitude isn't it yes attitude is not physiological uh, attitude is not anatomical attitude is not physiology even it is only thought right which is felt attitude is that so all of us are equally potential we all human beings are equally potential but to make use of that potential and to excavate that potential the innate potential that we have we need sometimes we need people from outside you we call it as guru the guru word from india hindi is become a dictionary word now it's used all over the world guru it's in oxford dictionary so when you reach even top your guru becomes god you know so we look for some support from outside and even we don't look there is some support which is essential for us to bring about a change in our perception and our response thereof you know so to me motivation is nothing but being a stirrer you have sugar in the glass and you have water but it is not stirred so if it is not stirred water remains you know sugarless fika but if you stir it then you can feel Sorry. the sweet so so i am a stirrer motivational speakers are only stirrers beyond that nothing because you have everything or we are like you know a duster there is some dust and we clean that beyond that nothing right your analogy as, is so simple but it is still so effective <laughs> in your communication as regards soft skills are concerned soft skills are not taught actually in many courses you be it medicine or engineering or uh, your uh, uh, what they call it as uh, uh, software technology or hardware or any kind of soft skills are like communication ability leadership you know listening right so these are soft skills these are again wheels you know which are able to carry you fast forward you know the communication communication how do i interact with people how do i express myself so there are ways you know which are very important to be learned how to communicate language is only a part of it body language plays a very vital role likewise listening so if you have asked me a question and i have not allowed you to complete that i have responded press my response may not be anywhere near to the question that you had in your mind 
but if i was able to listen to you what your question fully i would be able to respond in a manner which is befitting leadership what kind of leadership hitler was a great leader undoubtedly he is he misuses leadership you know yeah and uh, created it's, all kind of hell on this planet but leadership is brought that in my family in my family of four me my wife and my daughters i am the leader so how i behave how i carry them together what are the objectives i set for the whole family it will have an important impact on the making of my children and responses of my wife so if i am a good leader i am quite likely to bloom otherwise i'll bloom so so these are the soft skills that i talk to people discuss with them and we all need even i need sometimes a dose on all these soft skills from those who are still better off than me and who have bigger exposure than me so i learn and i share i learn and i share so so what do so you think huh so, so so my question is what do you think makes a good leader what is the attribute and qualities of a good leader because it's it the reason i bring this up is because i have a friend um and i met him yesterday and he's actually interviewing for a job and yeah. he was stuck by a question he had two interviews one of them went pretty well the other one he said it didn't go well so i'm like why he's like because i was asked this question what is a quality of a good leader and he said i could not answer he's been in the business he's been in the pharmaceutical business in united states he works okay. for abbott with oh. almost 40 years of experience and he could not answer that question so i would love to hear your answer on that uh, leader is who leads one who leads and leads where leads to certain objectives what are those objectives which are very clearly spelt and discussed with the people with the team of that leader leads so a good leader is a is an individual who leads the people by clearly spelling out the objectives by having interactions and discussions based on that utilizing the individual potential of his, each team member and supporting them backing them up and checking in between the kind of progress which is taking place so that sometimes you are too you are sleeping so it may be a case of too late you know so therefore the leader is up and awakened and is in know of the progress and leader is one who also you know many times who also participate so personally i like leaders who are like playing the captains and not fence sitters fence sitter is a leader who just sits on the fence and finds fault so is a fault finder playing captain is one who himself can play and then only he is able to guide and direct if i do not know what is the game i cannot lead anybody so a leader is a uh, what they call it as playing captain who has clear objective very clearly discussed with his team members based on discussions a whole strategy has been worked out the planning has been worked out then action has been worked out and then after the actions have started there is a intermittent 
what they call it as the uh, check check back checking back the kind of progress and what direction so in that's, a very nutshell, very... I am talking about leadership. The leadership is a very, very big subject because right. leadership is different in different kind of situations. Yeah, because everyone has their own meanings and definitions. No, not like that. Situation, like say, for example, I have a new recruit in the company at grassroots level. He doesn't know ABC of the company, right? Right. So I have direct him. I have to be a directive leader, not a discussing leader. There are no, there is no room for that person to ask me who, why, where, when. No, I have told you this. Please go and shoot there. That's all. Beyond that, nothing. That is directive leadership for a beginner. beginner. So that is how the leadership keeps changing from situation to situation. It is directive. It is coaching leadership. It is counseling leadership. And then the leadership is delegating, which I shared with you in the beginning. But leader has never to keep close eye. And he has to be helicoptering. He has not to be at in the stars. He has to be helicoptering, you know, so that he has a bird eye view of the whole situation. He is not inside the situation. Gotcha. But when required, he is able to jump in. Great. Uh, I have a couple of more questions for you. Uh, very. So, like, what, where do you see yourself three years from now uh, in a professional setup? What is what goals do you have in the next See, three to five me, years? Let me be very let me be very clear with you because I've uh, been working for the last now more than forty five years, forty four years to be very precise, right? And uh, I had certain dreams to achieve, which I achieved as far as profession is concerned. I wanted to be at the hems of a top notch company, and incidentally, Abbott from US was one where I was a top man, you know, right? Right. So I reached that and I learned a lot. Now I have developed a very good, you know, social circle all over the world. So I want to enliven my association with those people. I want to travel. I want to meet the people. I want to go to places which I had gone to or which I have not gone to. So as far as profession is concerned, I, I am only very keen that my Akamar Life Sciences should be a success. We, reached, we set up around 10 to 12 products in the coming three years because we had to do a lot of work on bipolar studies and all that is time consuming. And uh, then I hand over the baton to my other directors and come out of it and uh, enjoy my life, meeting my friends, meeting my people, and of course, talking to them, what I'm talking about, my motivational lectures or soft skills and all that. So it's purely more of a philanthropic activities which are uh, very in my head right now more than commercial activities okay yeah so if if someone wants to seek you for as a motivational speaker uh, yeah. how can they contact you uh, they, they i have my email id they can send me a communication on that okay and uh, i'm going to present to that in the description of the video as well right so people i said i'm going to also provide your email yeah. information in the description yeah. of the video so people yeah. can reach out to you and they can yes. and probably LinkedIn as well, which is one of the top yeah. professional uh, yeah. social platforms. Right, right, right. So they can contact me. I'll be very happy to talk. I love people actually, you know, because I, I, I have again a basic philosophy that whatever profile I have, it's only because of people. 
I am a father because of children. They are outside me. I am a husband because of wife. She is outside me. I am a friend because of friends who are outside me. I am a leader because of followers who are outside me. I am a follower because of leaders who are outside me. Even to be an enemy, I have to have some people, you know. So in every facet of my life, my profile, my identity is because of others. So I love people, you know, because more I associate myself with people, more my identity goes bigger. And who doesn't want a deal mange more? Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so I'll be happy. Excellent, excellent. Uh, I have really enjoyed this. Uh, I want you to, uh, if there is something you want to say to the people who are watching this, uh, as a closing remarks, uh, I would love to have you speak on that. What is your audience yeah. to the younger people? What is your what is your uh, message to the younger people, to the people who are watching this podcast? Uh, what's your takeaway? You know, what should be their takeaway? Uh, my, my my take is life is very precious. We are lucky to be born in Homo sapiens, human beings on this planet. It's very precious. So therefore, every one of us must live our life to the fullest every moment. Because one doesn't know what is happening next moment. There's a lot of uncertainty. You know, we nobody has been able to, even Nostradamus has not been able to spell out very clearly about the future. So nobody knows about it. So let us live in present, make best of it. And that is what will keep you happy. And if you are happy, you are rich. If you are not happy, you are poor. So try Excellent. to be happy. Live your present. Live in your present. Live to the best. And don't bother about, don't live for the others, you know. When you live for others, you have no profile. You have no identity. Live for yourself. Love yourself. And when you love yourself, when you live for yourself, then you know the art of carrying people along with who will help you to accomplish your objectives. As I said that, your, your identity is because of others. So please ensure that you are good to every human being around because they are the ones who are going to make you feel happy in whatever you want to do. So live your moment, life present, happily. Sir, this has been just absolutely brilliant, stimulating and interacting conversation I had with you. I want to so thank nice. you. I want to thank you on behalf of the people watching this podcast, on behalf of myself, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us, to share your wisdom and knowledge. And uh, I really appreciate I really appreciate you for doing this. You know, it's, it's, it's very personal. And uh, uh, I mean, I'm just grateful to you, you know, for being here on this podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm honored that perhaps uh, you saw me the right fit to be on your podcast, you know. So thank you very much. And uh, once again, it was nice talking to you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.